Hi everyone, I'm Christina Lingham from the Next Generation DX Summit. I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to speak with Julia Cervegna from the University of Torino on her lab's unique approach to employing circulating tumor DNA as a non-invasive biopsy. She will be presenting an update at the Next Generation DX Summit Clinical Application of Cell-Free DNA Conference taking place August 19th through 20th in DC. Julia, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Can you describe your approach for the recent study on the potential of circulating tumor DNA in evaluating response to chemotherapy in colorectal cancer patients? Sure. Well, uh, our study uh, is based on previous evidences that tumor-derived DNA is shed into the bloodstream by cancer cells. And although the presence of circulating tumor DNA uh, in blood of patients has been known for decades now, only recent advances in genomics have allowed the detection and quantification of cancer-related molecular alteration with high specificity and sensitivity. Uh, our group is actually interested in precision medicine and in particular in colorectal cancer patients and we uh, initially realized that we could not not understand the mechanism of acquired resistance to target therapies like for example the, EG, the EGFR blockade uh, with uh, anti-GFR antibodies of BRAF inhibitors using only tissue biopsies for the inherent limitations and that in, in that case we will not be able to interrogate the whole heterogeneity of the disease. Uh, so we um, we found that the tumor tissue, uh, the genotyping of the tumor tissue, will not be uh, comprehensively, uh, will not comprehensively interrogate the heterogeneity mm -hmm. of the disease. And so we moved to this non-invasive approach, the liquid biopsy, and we assessed whether the uh, blood-based molecular profile could be used to identify actionable targets, to monitor drug resistance, and to track the tumor dynamic, and for to do that, we use beaming, the digital PCR approach that we kind of uh, build our own in our institute, and we lately use the next generation sequencing approach to obtain a more um, general profile of the circulating tumor Can you explain how circulating tumor DNA is most likely to be used by itself and in conjunction with other tests in the standard of care for colorectal cancer? Uh, well, I think that the most likely application would be the uh, monitoring of patients in under, undergoing targeted therapies, uh, the monitoring of the, the detection of the minimal residual disease with a more candidate approach, the, um, the diagnosis and the discovery of new actionable targets using uh, NGS. Of course, the, the liquid biopsy approach should be uh, coupled with the standard the serum markers and with the imaging approach, mm -hmm. but um, of course it will not completely replace the tissue biopsy. But for the reason I was uh, I was explaining before, but of course uh, I hope that it will be added side by side and easily repeated repeated many times with the standard approaches. What advice do you have for employing circulating tumor DNA in evaluating early therapeutic response? Well, uh, I think that the best way would be to collect serial blood draw 
during the treatment and also right before the starting of the treatment because of the spike that we see in the very first weeks of treatment before uh, the subministration of the cycle one of the of the chemotherapy. So this spike uh, has been proven to be an early indicator of response and uh, for sure it will be uh, helpful for clinician to consider to switch to another therapy or to keep going with that therapy um, without the need of the CT scan evaluation. What are some of the most exciting applications emerging for liquid biopsies? Well, I think that the most exciting ones uh, are um, this heterogeneity assessment, the heterogeneity uh, discovery of uh, and the, the complexity of the clones uh, dynamics in the tumor and uh, together again with the uh, assessment of the minimal residual disease after surgery and so to decide whether the patient would need additional therapy or if it of if we can spare them to additional toxicity and um, and so on um, we um, for sure will apply the liquid biopsy approach systematically in the frame of clinical trials uh, in colorectal cancer patient first but also in other settings like lung cancer, melanomas, uh, uh, pancreatic cancers, uh, and uh, uh, this will be helpful to monitor together with the clinician how the clinical trial is going, um, and, you know, to have a more comprehensive view of, uh, of the treatment benefit, and uh, in order to be able to monitor virtually continuously uh, the molecular evolution of the disease through the liquid biopsy. Julia, tell us about the results from the recent liquid biopsy study published in Nature this week. So we, we performed this very exciting study. We, uh, we found that uh, circulating DNA could be used throughout the clinical management of the colorectal cancer patients. And uh, uh, we, uh, in this way, uh, find a way to gather in real time uh, updates on the molecular landscape of the disease. So uh, first we uh, determine the molecular profiles of this patient using blood, and we assess like a concordance study between the genotype in the blood and the mesh tissue in over 100 patients. And then we applied the next generation sequencing technology to uh, uh, perform the analysis on the uh, resistant patient, resistant to anti-GFR uh, therapy. And we found many uh, alterations that were responsible for the acquisition of resistance, let's say NRAS mutation, KRAS mutation, HER2 amplification, MET amplification, and so on. Uh, also some novel EGFR extracellular domain mutation. And we then followed patients after the acquisition of resistance, and we find that the KRAS clones actually declined in the circulation when the selective pressure of the anti-EGFR antibody was withdrawn. So this was very interesting also because those KRAS mutant patients do not have any further lines of treatment when they acquired this mutation at resistance. So it was very uh, interesting to observe how this KRAS allele dropped down and so um, how this patient could be rechallenged with the same anti-GFR therapy, achieving again a clinical benefit. Lastly, what is unique about your approach? How did you become a leader in this field? Well, we, we started the project in 2010, and uh, I think that uh, the, uh, the best thing was that we've always believed in this approach, and we, um, 
because we believe that this approach would be very useful for, for patients also to study the complexity of the colorectal cancer but moreover for, for the patient. And um, although we knew that working with circulating free DNA is very challenging because, you know, it's very poor quality, uh, it is not uh, um, high as concentration in the circulation, uh, but we, from a technical point of view, was very challenging, but with the five years experience now, we have built our own uh, facilities with our own technologies, and we set up, as I was saying, the beaming technology, um, and we exploited other digital-based PCR approach and the NGS with an, our own targeted panel of 226 genes, which is able to capture and sequence the whole coding region of um, more than 200 genes and so we are with our own efforts we were able to analyze with a very high sensitivity and specificity the circulating DNA and of course all of these would not be possible without the collaborators in a lot of hospitals in Italy and all over the world and in particular with our collaborators in Iguarda Hospital in Milan who provided patients and collected very carefully all the samples. Julia, thank you for your time and insights today. That was Julia Siravania of the University of Torino. She'll be speaking at the Clinical Application of Cell-Free DNA at the Next Generation DX Summit taking place on August 19th through 20 in DC. If you'd like to hear her in person, go to nextgenerationdx.com for registration information and enter the key code Skype. I'm Christina Lingham. Thank you for listening.